it, okay, we say there's no money. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. But then it came out of the equation of having to talk to them for our needs. You know, me, when I when I want to talk politics, when I want to sit down and talk money, I want to talk money. Uh, I want to mm-hmm. talk bank talk. When I want to talk about education, I want to talk education. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a brother like me, I'm, I'm brother, once they taught me how to read in school, they was in trouble. I'm self-educated. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't go to college. But mm-hmm. I want the knowledge of knowing what I need to succeed. Like, what does it take to spark that in our people and in our young people? God-Driven Global is a faith-based trading organization providing education on wealth through kingdom-based principles. With over seven years of experience, our goal is to break cycles of generational unawareness of currency reaching the next generation in a non-traditional way. We are here to help combat the poverty mindset within our youth as well as adults. We address significant unmet needs in all our communities by providing financial literacy and education. We are here to make an impact and give value, providing resources with our certified platinum partner kid crypto academy email us at goddrivenglobal at gmail.com to join our mailing list and to get up-to-date info about the latest trends in trading follow us online at goddrivenglobal or call us today at 910-633-0792 or 520-561-2016 directly for more information visit goddrivenglobal.com to book us at your school or next family friendly event hashtag we are god driven i'm just a little toxic podcast i'm your host cali code and we're live at the iHeartRadio atl studios uh, i have a special guest with me right now uh basically talking about uh running for president in 2024 uh mrs nichols better known as Shaq. Uh, get familiar with it. How you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. Now, I, 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 when I was talking to my show producer, uh, he said, hey, I have somebody who's running for president in 2024. And I was like, hmm, that's very, very interesting because right now, when you watch the news, you look on the media, you check out the internet, you know everybody's displeased with uh, the current uh, regime or <laughs> we have in the White House right now. What has ignited you and, and charged you to say 2024, I'm throwing my hat in? Well, I've always been interested in politics, and I thought about running mm-hmm. for local government. Okay. However, the problems that we have right now are just too large. Definitely. And I just saw the divide in the country, mm-hmm. and I just couldn't take it. Wow. So I prayed about it, talked to my husband about it, and I decided to throw my hat into the ring because it's really time to lead. Definitely. Right now, we've been doing a lot of fighting, a lot of bickering. But right now, it's just time to lead and get down to business. Now, when talking about leading, what are some, what's the, because uh, it's so many things going on in America right now. It, it, it's different, I know, as we're in Atlanta right now. It's different. You say, oh, I want to fix an Atlanta problem or I want to fix a Georgia problem. Mm-hmm. What's the number one problem you feel like in the United States of America is right now that we're facing? The number one problem we're facing right now is we've been living under an emergency for the past two years. Mm-hmm. We cannot live under a constant state of emergency. Right, right. The emergency use authorization has to be stopped. Oh, wow. Because there are a lot of policies that are directing our country and where it's going through those policies. So it needs to end. You cannot live under a constant state of emergency and grow as a country. So, so you think the constant state of emergency and the policies in place right now, they're trying to bring us somewhere? Or- yeah. Or unless we're already there, unless you're saying we're already there. Well, the cliff is there. Okay. I just don't want America to go over the cliff. Ooh. 
Ooh, because ooh. that's where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we're at inflation, mm-hmm. the gas prices. Definitely. There's just too much, and the, the problems are too serious. Definitely. So with the emergency use authorization ending, you stop the mandates. You open up our opportunities that we have within the community, local, state, federal, so that businesses can thrive. Right now, the small businesses have been almost but destroyed. Definitely. So with that, okay, we've we've knocked that out. Now we can get to the energy sector, which is our gas and our energy. I know everybody is talking about electric cars. Well, guess what? Electric cars run off of fossil fuels. Mm -hmm. If you don't have any fossil fuels, you're not going to have electric cars. True. So you really need to come to a balance. You cannot throw the baby out with the bathwater and expect for this to work. And that's what's happened. And that's where we're at, where we're at. And we're constantly suffering. And people are crying out, you know. And I hate to say they're crying out to the government. Right. But the government's put us in this position. Right, right, Where, as Americans, we've always been self-reliant. Say, okay, you know, like some people earlier were like, well, I wanted a different type of vodka. So I made one that I liked. Right, right, right. I worked for Porsche. He wanted a different type of car. He designed it, and he Mm -hmm. has a different type of car, cars that we drive today. So right now, there needs to be that change here in America. So so where you're running from, um, and when I say where, are you you a Democrat? Are you a Republican? Are you liberal, conservative, independent? I'm an independent. Okay. So that is the ticket that I'm running on. And I know a lot of people, they sigh, they throw up their hands, they're like, oh my gosh, you're going to, you're going to mess everything up because <laughs> there's a, it's a two-party system. Actually, the majority of the people that I talk to and meet are like, thank you for right, being right. independent, even right. if they are Democrat or Republican, because they're just, they want the job done. Mm-hmm. They really don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat anymore. Right. They really just want people to get in there and do the job. Wow. At the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. We, we want the quality of life. We want America to be what it's supposed to be, you know, yes. hyped up to be. And and we do, we still have uh, some of those things going on, but not all the way across the board. Like I tell people, I, since I've been grown 2007, 2008, the economy been bad. Yeah. I, I, I came, I started, I became a grown up in a, in a bad economy. So, but me thinking about how America was like in the nineties, it's like, whoa, I, I I don't think I've seen that type of money in my lifetime is the type of money that was, you know, going around in the early two thousands and in the, in the nineties. Yeah. So what, what, um, as you being an independent, do you think that you'll have enough power, like it, it, from where you're coming from and, and be able to move enough people to get in the fight with you? Because I, I, I know with our last couple of races, mm-hmm. we've seen a major independent candidate yeah. who was right there, up there with them. Yeah. And, and it looks like he's going to win, but it, it hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. So are, are you, do you think that as an independent you could do it? Or do you think you have a harder task than somebody who's a Democrat or Republican? I think this time around, yeah. Okay. I think the independent party will actually move forward. And maybe win, only because people are so disenfranchised by either party. They want their party to just get it right and get it done, and it's just not happening. And it's people can see it now. And I I've told my mother this before. We are not our parents. Right, right, right. We live in a time where we have real time news. We have real time facts. We have real time information. And so we don't look at the TV the same way as our parents did, mm-hmm. where we trust. 
right. whatever comes out of that box. Yeah. As soon as something comes out of the box, we're like, are you sure about that? So double take, double let take. Me let me research that, because come again? Did, right. you, did, did I just hear you say that? Let me look that up for myself mm. and actually check the information. And some of us do, some of us don't, but yeah, it is definitely an information war. And so with, with that, with, you know, with the internet, being able to get your message out to anybody at any time, yeah. um, what are some of the challenges that you are, you think you're going to be facing as jumping in this race? Because it, it's, it's really, it seemed like the last one election was the most important election of our lives than the one before that was and the one before. Yeah. But I honestly can say, hey, this is the most important <laughs> election in our lives and you're, and you're getting, you know, you're getting in there. Yeah. So what, what are some of the things that challenges that you know you're going to face in entering this uh, political climate? Well, there's always the financial aspect. Mm -hmm. That's one aspect. But the second aspect is really just getting in front of people. Mm. And the way I really want to run this candidacy is grassroots. I want to talk to people. Right. I, I don't live in a tower in a palace somewhere. Mm. I do not have a jet. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying that's that's not who I am. Right. I am a normal everyday American. Yes, I'm running for president and it is an important position, but I want to meet people and I want to talk to them and understand their plight and take their grievances to the White House to get resolved because that's what's being lost. Mm -hmm. It's almost like they're living as emperors and they're saying, we'll just give you a little cake. Right. You'll be fine. Right, right. No, nobody's fine anymore. Right. Everybody's ready to crash mm -hmm. and storm and they have. Like it happened. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> right, it right, happens. Right. And so people are backing off, but it's that storm mentality. Mm -hmm. Like we are not going to take this line down. Right. No more. Right, right, right. Are we going to allow our government to do this to us? Mm. People are ready for change. I'm ready for change. Definitely. I'm just a little toxic <laughs> podcast. I'm your host, Callie Code, and uh, we're live at the iHeartATL studios. And I have Mrs. Nichols, better known as Shaq, who's running for president in 2024. I got so many questions for her, but we're going to pay some bills. We'll be back. Welcome to the all-new Kim Mays State Farm Agency, located at 102 Vincent Avenue in Stockbridge, Georgia, next to the Kroger Plaza on Flippin' Road and Hudson Bridge. Recognized by the city of Stockbridge for her community service, Kim specializes in auto, home, and life insurance. We also offer investment and financial planning services, as well as mortgages and refinancing. As an award-winning State Farm agent, Kim's strive is to be one of South Metro Atlanta's leaders in business with a team of qualified professionals in customer service, sales, and compliance. Covered by Kim continues to lead the way in giving clients quality service to meet their needs. Call us today at 770-282-6622 for your free home, auto, life, or small business insurance quotes. Follow us online at all social media platforms at Covered by Kim. Or for more information, visit our website at CoveredByKim.com. Are you Covered by Kim? What's in the coffee? What's in the cupcakes? I don't know, but it's good, good, good. Coffee and Cupcakes is located on the south side of Atlanta at 893 Georgia Highway 138 in Stockbridge, Georgia. Jumpstart your morning with a hot cup of coffee featuring premier brands from around the world with unique tastes you can't find anywhere else. Coffee and Cupcakes also offers handmade from scratch, key lime, red velvet, coconut treats, and many other flavors of sweet treat cakes in a cup. It's always a vibe over at Miss Dina's spot. 
the number one place for entrepreneurs, business owners, and colleagues to network and share innovative ideas in the morning, getting your day started while enjoying free Wi-Fi. Call us today at 678-519-6874 or follow us on social media at Coffee and Cupcakes. What's in the coffee? What's in the cupcakes? I'm Just a Little Toxic Podcast. I'm your host, Callie Cole. We're back. I have more with Mrs. Nichols, uh, better known as Shaq, who's running for president in 2024. Um, During the break, we're talking about a little bit about your background. What makes you qualified to run for president? Tell tell the people, uh, you know, what what knowledge you've attained and some of your accomplishments and who you are. Okay, so I do have a background as a paralegal. I've got a bachelor's degree, master's degree in administration. I've worked as an administrator. I've also got a chance to work with local government. Wow. I've also got a chance to work with the federal government at Grissom Air Force Base. So I've gotten a chance to see through my career and through my working knowledge and just getting an understanding of how the government does work mm-hmm. with our military, right. how the government does work on a city and local level and a state level. Wow. So I, I am qualified because I'm an American citizen. Mm. I grew up here. This is my home and I will not let anybody tear it down. Definitely, definitely. Now, you now you were, you were talking about uh, some of your background. Okay. What is it with you working with the government and you working with the military? Of course you have some, but how, how much are uh, how much knowledge or how much do you know about foreign policy? Well, with foreign policy, I would definitely need assistance. Mm. However, I have had the opportunity to grow up with individuals from foreign countries mm-hmm. and also work with individuals from foreign countries in the businesses that I've gotten a chance to work with. Right. So Porsche, for example, I got right. to work with individuals from Germany, from China, from Japan, from Mexico, from Brazil. So dealing internationally with different colleagues mm-hmm. is one thing, but on a federal level, of course, it's a lot different because you're dealing with foreign policy. So on a legal level, you're dealing with things outside of the United States. Right. So they have their different policies and laws in place. And obviously some of our laws don't cross with their laws. So we have to be very careful and very diplomatic how we go about engagement. Right, right, yes. right. And, and, and it's, it, we, like even right now, we see the thing going on in, in Ukraine and Russia. Yes. Yes. Everything now, with, especially with the internet, things that were maybe just common knowledge if you were working in the federal government people have this information now and so every move is a world move you know even when you say uh, when you think about what's going on in our streets personally uh, whether we have an incident somebody gets shot or uh, you know the Black Lives Matter situation all that stuff went worldwide so it's almost like we're all connected so we have to view it a a different way and how we handle it right? right And so there's way more information going out. Uh, It's not as foreign to what's going on over there because we can't get information. But it is very different in how we're connected and how everything is traveling so fast. And so even even with what you're doing, it's the perfect time for somebody to come grassroots and connect with the people and and make the people, you don't want to use a, a, a term from somewhere else, but just make people believe again or make people feel comfortable and trusting because I think it's mm-hmm. a trust situation. Yeah. How, do you, at this point, how do you feel about, is it just the, the actual um, administration that's in that White House right now that you kind of feel like is non-trustworthy or do you feel like the government as a whole? Because this, this is a thing that's a 2024 conversation. Yes. You know, people, it used to be, like you say, 
If somebody says something, the government tells you you need to do this. People didn't question it. Everybody right. questions everything now. Yes. So where are you personally with that in trusting the government? Or do you just think it's just a, an administration thing that's going on? It's beyond the administration because Congress passes laws. Right. So there is another tier of government mm. working right. with this. So somebody's signing off on this outside right. of the policies that the administration has put in place. The executive orders can override laws that are in place. So there's some policy issues going on that Congress cannot necessarily control, Right. but they're not saying no. Mm. So it's one of those things, if you're not saying no to it and you're going along with it, you're signing off on it. Definitely, definitely, you're all for you're, it. You're a part of it. Right. And there are voices outside of our governments, maybe a smaller amount, that are talking against it, but the movement mm. isn't there. Right. You know, I'm listening to the radio the other day and they were like, oh, the national average for gas is $4.60. I was like, okay, that might be okay for somebody. That's the average. That means somebody somewhere is paying a little bit under $4, but somebody somewhere else is paying closer to $7. Yeah, yeah, to keep that a number gallon, where it's at. A gas, to right. keep it, that's because the average is four sixty. Right. That's just not right, mm. ever. When we produce oil, when we produce crude, well, what's well, going on? Well, what, what's going on? Like, what's really happening well, here? Well, then maybe you could tell me why don't they want to use the natural resources that we have here in America? Well, there is the Green New Deal mm -hmm. that they wanted to put in place. And I understand that they really want to do a lot of work with climate change. Because mm. obviously we want to respect the planet. Right. We want to respect the earth. However, when you're really not time-tested mm. solar, right. wind, and hydro to effectively replace fossil fuels, you're putting the cart before the horse. And that's what we're doing right now. Right. As much as we want to be the sovereigns of, you know, globally right. and handle climate change, they're just doing it in the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Because if I can say, all right, let's just take fossil fuels down 10% because these other renewable, sustainable, are up 20%. So mm -hmm. it's beating it, it's matching it. Okay, then let's just gradually do it. Mm. They didn't do that. No. They said, okay, we're just gonna do away with this. <laughs> we're gonna push this one. Right. Well, now you've got a problem because now you want to drive your electric car and it runs off of fossil fuels. Well, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> very, it's very interesting you said that because uh, they just put, I think Hyundai is putting a plant uh, in coastal Georgia, I think it's like in Bryan County, Richmond Hill area outside of Savannah, 8,000 jobs. Eight, like these these electric car deals yeah. are massive. Like they, it's, they really want us to shut our cars down and instantly go electric. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's kind of like, I see what you're talking about, the pushed agenda where they're trying to walk us into that. Mm -hmm. But what are, what are some of the dangers of us doing that without actually testing, you know, if we could actually run a whole country and uh, transportation and households with other sources of energy? Well, you're going to get a collapse. Mm. And that's what we're, we actually we're still, see that right now. right now. That's real time. Mm -hmm. We're seeing the collapse because, you know, can somebody really afford $7 mm. every day? They still have to get to work. Right. They still have to eat. Mm. If you cannot at least afford your transportation, 
electric or fossil fuel. That's a problem. Definitely, definitely. And so we've really got to pull back. Mm -hmm. We've got to talk with the oil companies, with OPEC, the licensing, the restrictions that have been put on to bring about right. the renewable energies that they have until we can sustain it. Like I said, it's one thing if it was producing more right. than the fossil fuels we have, but it's not. Mm. And so you cannot collapse our society based on a dream. Ooh. I appreciate your dream, right? but we're not going to collapse the United States because of it. Yeah, that's right. So. That's right. And there, there are certain things that, that make this country go, that, that, that make us flourish. Yes. And sometimes... I think it's dangerous to make a chance, to just take a chance like that and shift the culture. There's a better way to do it. Yes. Then rushing it and saying, hey, you guys have to do this and we're rolling out this way. Right. So right. I, I'm definitely, the, the idea that that is um, kind of dangerous and detrimental to our future, I'm, def, I'm, I'm tapped in with you right there yeah. because we've seen it. Um, well, switching gears, you were talking about other branches of the government. Yes. Recently, we just had uh, the Roe versus Wade. Mm -hmm overturned um a lot a lot of people have been you know demonizing the the decision whether they're versus it or they're for they're pro con uh where do you stand on, on roe versus wade and and even just the the supreme court since that's a major uh, issue at hand in society so i appreciate the supreme court for actually making a decision right what a lot of people don't realize is that whole roe v wade it was a dissenting opinion that had never actually been decided upon. Mm. It sat there for 50 years mm. and they wrote policy on it, which overrode laws. Right. Again, we are circumventing the government the way mm. it stands. We Man. cannot do that. So by them making that decision, it's now forced the government to say, are we going to write laws about abortion? Giving it back to the states actually gives more freedom for individuals to make choices based on how their state and how they want to represent it. So if you were in a more conservative state, they may not allow abortions. Mm. If you are in a more liberal state, they may. I'm actually, like I said, I'm actually really glad that they made the decision mm -hmm. because now there's no more policy mm -hmm. to be written on right. abortion. You can't force people to pay with their federal dollars right. to go to Planned Parenthood. Now at a state level, if states want to support Planned Parenthood, they are more than welcome to do so. But you can no longer take it from the federal level. And that's what people need to understand. Um, in my opinion, abortion should be a last resort, mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. a first resort. Right, and right. it should definitely never be used for birth control. Right, 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 right. It, and and that, that type of talk, that's what we need. We need more uh, politicians who are speaking responsibly to people. Because there, now we've gotten to the point where, I don't know, it's kind of like we just tell people what they want to hear and tell them you don't have to worry about, there's like, as American citizens, we still have to have responsibilities on certain things. You can't just live this way and then expect to come back on the government and say, oh, y'all can pay for it. Whether it's your health care, whether it's assistance, I mean, we, we have to track that. that. That could be the downfall of the country, just spending that money there. So we have to be aware of it. Um, but with the Roe versus Wade situation, 
it, I've seen more people actually talk and say that they actually don't, you know, like the Supreme Court having that much power. Now we're seeing people kind of putting me in the mindset of January 6th. Now we're seeing people attack another branch of the government and saying that uh, they don't trust it and they don't respect the decision. So what do you think, um, as you go into politics in 2024, do you think the idea of being the president, do you think even that's going to change, like what that looks like and the power and what it means to the country? Well, we've always had three branches of government to maintain power, so no one's more powerful than the other. Mm -hmm. The Supreme Court does not have any power, and they should never legislate from the bench. Mm -hmm. That is why they actually decided upon that opinion, right. because it was actually circumventing the Constitution, and uh -huh. it was actually doing what people are saying they don't like. Mm. Right. So the Supreme Court were like, we're going to take this out of the federal government's hands. States, here you go. Because that power should rest with you anyway. It shouldn't be here mm -hmm. in the Supreme Court, and it definitely shouldn't be with Congress or the federal government. It shouldn't yeah. be there. Well, I, I don't understand why people don't get that, though. A lot of people is like, oh, they just banned abortion, but it's not. It's really just saying, hey, the state deal, deals with that. You, if you go to your state and you handle that. Yes. But people are not taking it that way. Because that's not, not the message they're being given. Oh. That's not what's being propagated. So you think they're trying to propagate like we control the decision for abortion instead yeah. of what's actually? Oh. Yeah. Somebody told me if if you can make a statement true, then it's true. Right. But if you have to stop and think about it, then it may be propaganda. Right. 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 I like that. I'm, I'm gonna take that with me. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm, gonna <laughs> I'm gonna take that with me. I'm just a little toxic podcast. Uh, I have Mrs. Nichols right here, better known as Shaq, running for president in 2024. I got more coming up where the conversation is just rolling, but I got more coming up. We're gonna pay some bills. Keep it locked. Are you ready to enhance the best in you? Then Sculptures Body Spa at 885 Highway 138 West in Stockbridge, Georgia can help you achieve just that. With over 35 years combined medical experience, we hope to be someone you can trust while you make important decisions about improving your health while enhancing your appearance. Our goal is to help you be the best you inside and out. It's our desire to help you reach your health goals by addressing your problem areas and creating a personal treatment plan with real Realistic goals for optimal results. You will enjoy your body sculpting treatments and spa therapies in a private and cozy atmosphere. Expect a peaceful, calming, and comfortable environment for your session while light, relaxing music being played. Our greatest reward is establishing close relationships with our clients and hearing news of the compliments they receive on their natural and refreshed appearance. For more information, call Sculptures Body Spa at 470-377-2552 or visit our website sculpturesbodyspa.com Welcome to Once Upon a Time Academy where every child deserves time to grow and learn. Located at 925 Highway 138 West Stockbridge, Georgia. We proudly continue to serve the communities of Clayton and Henry County for over seven years. We specialize in child care for children six weeks to 12 years old and provide reliable and safe transportation for our after school participants to and from school. With an earned three stars, Georgia's highest quality rated score, we accept CAP scholarship. We are now accepting registration online at www 
www.ouata.org, where parents can conveniently go and register their child today. For more information, call us at 678-604-7398 or email onceuponatimeacademy at gmail.com to join our mailing list. Our hours of operation are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Monday through Friday. Don't forget to follow us on social media at O-U-A-T-A. It's time to grow and learn. I'm Just a Little Toxic Podcast. I'm your host, Callie Cold, with a special edition of I'm Just a Little Toxic Podcast. Right now, uh, I have Mrs. Nichols, better known as Shaq. She's running for president in 2024. Independent, uh, a beautiful sister, beautiful family. Uh, uh, I, when I tell you the knowledge that we're getting today, uh, you really, you really unloaded on me more than I thought I was going to get on the surface. And just as a person, um, the how open you are and how you look at subjects and, and topics. I just, I want you to know I respect your opinion and I value, and you do have presidential value in your thinking and, and what you're putting out. So I definitely want to see you push forward. Now, do you know, I, I, do you know how you're going to navigate? Because politics is so ugly right now. Like it's the, the nastiest, the things that people say. Uh, you have the internet with people putting up stuff. And most of the time I feel like People have a nasty campaign and kind of slang mud when they don't have anything to talk about. It's just, hey, let me talk about this guy, and if you don't like them, vote for me. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't even sound like you're trying to even start that type of uh, a campaign. But do you think, uh, you know, y- your style of how you're coming in and just being honest, you think that's going to be work I- I- for in the uh, political climate we have right now? It will be work. I know that some people may say I'm taking the Pollyanna. <laughs> oh, everything is just so beautiful yeah. and wonderful. It's not. Yeah, cause you, but, but at the same time, not to cut you off, you said some real and direct stuff yeah. also. So I can't, I, I, I tell them, you ain't Pollyanna. Cause you said some <laughs> real and direct stuff. Yeah, it's going to be a tough road. Mm-hmm. But that's what we have to understand. It's going to be a tough road. Not everybody runs a sling campaign. Right. Um, the, the mud slinging usually comes because somebody doesn't have any substance behind it right. and they're trying to cause a distraction mm-hmm. because if I can make you look at the other guy in a bad way you're not looking at me right. you're definitely not looking at what I'm doing or not doing right it's, it's a true. distraction tactic mm-hmm. and so a lot of people are really seeing through that today they don't like it it turns them off right, right. I, I mean we actually watched a video of how the music sounds really threatening and it's like because it hits our sensory. Right. You know, it hits us in a certain way and it makes us feel a certain way about something. And you can't vote with your feelings, even though we have feelings and right. we have emotions. But when you do something long term and you're in an emotional state, you got to realize that's a lifetime decision. Right. Do you really want to make a lifetime decision based on your emotion? Right. Or do you really want to say, okay, because of these facts, this is why I'm going in this direction. Right, right, right. And, and you know, um, just just thinking about it as a whole, I know we talked about so many uh, different places. We talked about California, Ohio. Um, yeah. But you living in Atlanta, you being in Georgia, yes. Georgia is like the pretty much as Georgia goes. For, for, from now on, it's going to be that's where the country goes. Um, you having a platform in Georgia, you really do have what it takes because all the attention that's here to really, you know, take off and do what you need to do. What's different, like, I guess, versus, I want to say 10 years ago, and versus now where Georgia's like in the mainstream as being a swing state or a battleground state, uh, what's different about doing politics here and kind of 
trying to start here. Because Georgia, outside of a lot of the other states, they've been able to navigate properly <laughs> as a state. Mm. They've been able to work with the federal government properly as a state. It's not too conservative. Right. It's not too liberal. Right. It does weigh somewhere in the middle. Even though we're not looked at as a purple state, mm -hmm. it is very purple I in agree. the way people view their politics. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the polls aren't always reality <laughs> when you ask somebody a question on the street because you may get a different answer right. than the polls. But 10 years ago, Georgia was thriving. You know, mm. I moved here actually in 2006 and stayed till 2010 and moved back to California for family and then came back in 2017. When I came back in 2017, the one thing that I noticed that was here was the film industry. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, being somebody from California, I was like, no, I like film industry, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. They're great. Right, right, right. Don't take this wrong way when I say it. Go ahead, go ahead. Film industry, don't take this wrong way when I say it, because you're not going <laughs> to like what I have to say. They're like locusts. They will ravage, they will pillage, they will leave things left behind, and they will leave behind them very high prices. Mm. To get an apartment in Midtown right now, was it close to almost $3,000 for maybe like a two bedroom That's apartment? Ridiculous. Now, maybe 10, 15 years ago, that was not the case. Right. So yes, we've bought in the jobs, we've bought in the industry, that's great. Now we need to a little bit level the playing field. Right. Some of those prices, you've got to make a livable wage in right. order to afford to live. Right, right. There right. are people in California that can't afford to live and they m work in the industry making $70,000 a year. Right. That makes no sense. At all. And that does not need to be here or any place else. Like mm -hmm. I said, I appreciate you, film industry. <laughs> Do not get me wrong on this. No, no they are all over. They're in South Georgia, so but when ATL, they yeah, took over. When I yeah. say they just kind of run through places, it's because they do. And they really don't realize some of the devastation that's left behind wow. after they leave and they're on to the next place. All I'm saying is while you're here, respect Georgia. Let's keep it in perspective. If we are going to be the new Hollywood, let's make sure we make it a better Hollywood. Right, right, than right. The one that you left because you thought this was a better place. I want the trees. Right. You know why? You want the forest. So you don't have to go to Canada. Right. We've got great forestry. Let's not tear it down. Mm. Let's keep it. Let's keep our, you know, state in balance. We have one of, we have the lowest gas prices in the country. Why? Because we've got a governor governor fighting for it. Mm -hmm. We need to keep that. One of the reasons why I wanted to move back to Georgia, I was like, if I got to move any place in the United States, I'm moving back to Georgia. Right, right, because right. Because they take care of the people. Mm -hmm. That's why right, I right, live right, here. Right, right, right. But right. I want that to continue. Right. We need to maintain that. Because again, it's a republic if you can keep it. Right. It's the United States if you can keep it. Right. You know, that's why my theme is, or my platform is, together we will. Right. Because we can't get out of this not doing it together. I can't do it by myself, you can't do it by yourself. Right. The government definitely can't do it by themselves. They need all the assistance. Right, right, right. So we need to keep that in perspective. Man, I don't know. I, I don't know if I want uh, Mrs. Nichols <laughs> to run for governor because I'm like, she sounds like she overstand Georgia. Good Lord. That was, I mean, that that right there, uh, uh, you being 
so like informed uh, about just the people's lives. Like the, that's the type of leaders we need. We need people who care about the pricing of your housing. We need people that care about uh, inflation and uh, what certain industries are doing to your cities, to your towns, to your states. That, that type of perspective is needed and you don't see people caring about the people that much in that capacity, you know? And so uh, I, I guess I can't, I can't do the interview without asking you, uh, President Biden right now, 60% uh, disapproval rate, as so they say, but we haven't, I, this is the most I've ever heard a lot of people and I've, not a lot of presidents, but I've lived through some presidents. Yeah. I, I got a lot of uh, eight-year, two-term presidents okay. during my <laughs> lifetime. But this is the most discussed I've heard. Um, not to give away your campaign or give away what you're doing, but uh, what would be like the first thing you would tackle into stepping in the White House? The first thing we were getting done is we're ending the emergency use authorization. There it is. No more mandates. No there more mask is. mandates, no more vaccine mandates. And then I'm gonna call for an investigation of the FDA the CDC, the NIB, the NIH. Um, there's a lot of alphabet letters. <laughs> right, right, right. She calling them all though, all of them. You will all be put under investigation for the vaccines, for the mm. protocols in the hospitals. The people have suffered too much over two years. No more, that's mm. done. And then the next thing we're gonna do is we're gonna sit down with the oil companies. We're gonna sit down with OPEC. We are. We're actually gonna sit down. Wow. We're not gonna have a panel mm, do it. Right, right. Somebody did that. <laughs> right. I'm not gonna mention that name. Right. But we're gonna sit down and really look at, okay, I know you're looking at scarcity because right. of policies that wanna put renewable energies in place and get off of fossil fuels. Mm -hmm. So that's also driving our prices up. Where can we be in the middle? Because people are suffering and we can have this no longer. And then thirdly, I need to talk to the congressmen and women okay. that are there. We just need to sit down and have a conversation. Right. You know, the one thing I did appreciate about Obama and a lot of people didn't, mm -hmm. but he would sometimes just invite people over to the White House that were congressmen and they would just sit out in the backyard. Wow. I don't drink beer. But um, you just sit down and just have conversations with your colleagues. Wow, we all are working. We're real human beings. Right. No one's a cyborg. <laughs> you need to sit down and talk to people. No one's untouchable, period. Right. This has been proven. And people need to stop acting like, well, I'm a congressman. I'm untouchable now. No, you're not. Right, right, you right, were right. very touchable. Mm -hmm. And you were very, you know, fireable. And right. people can vote you out of office. Um, term limits. Right, right, that right. needs to be addressed. Right, right, the right. The ages of congressmen and mm. women in office that have spent multiple decades there needs to be addressed. There needs to be new ideas. Our country is changing. And they always talk about how innovative things are. Right. That's great. Well, you need somebody like half your age <laughs> in the seat to move that forward right. because they understand it a little bit better than you do. Mm -hmm. And guess what? If you allow that, they'll be able to take care of you right. in your elderly age, which is what we're supposed to do. Right. We right. are supposed to take care of our elders. I appreciate our seasoned <laughs> right, right, right. women. Right, right. But, but it's time to retire. It's, it's like time. you... You, you got in the 70s, you shouldn't still be in there. Right. The, the <laughs> That's other, a major issue. The other last area that may need to be addressed is insider trading. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Those who write policy 
should not be allowed to be involved in the stock market. Um, I used to work for a real estate investment trust, mm -hmm. and of course we had information and we dealt with stocks, but we were given a window if we wanted to buy or not, but that was before they actually had their board meetings. So we oh, didn't wow. know what was gonna come out of that meeting. Right, right, right. But we had a window where if we wanted to buy or trade our stocks, we could. And that's fair. Right. But when you are actually writing policy that affects the company, and then you want to go behind that and buy stocks? Oh, no. Yeah, I that, mean, it's, I understand it's, that It's totally the, unfair. Yeah, it's totally unfair. There's and the hookup, but that's, that's, that's just taking it too far. That's just, it's wrong. And, and, and now you're seeing, um, you're kind of seeing the same thing going on when you, when you talk about uh, uh, what is the digital currency. Yeah. You're seeing that now that the federal government's getting involved, mm -hmm. but we're seeing people basically running slush funds with these digital coins. Mm -hmm. And now they're kind of being exposed. So the, the same reason they left the <laughs> stock market is it, still, it's still going on even in digital space. So we need to fix the stock market because it, it's, People are just using that that same. We we need to fix that that whole process of you having information and then being able to use it over here. That that's not fair. And that's that's more of you just continuing to care about the people because most people don't care about that. If you're in the seat, you're in that hierarchy, uh, uh, you're you're in that level and that space. You don't care about who's not getting the tips or who's not or what's unfair or what the practices are. But you should because right. see there are people that go to jail behind that. Right. Right. There are people that go right. to jail for insider trading. Right, right, and it right. It happens every day. Unfortunately, our Congress can do it <sighs> at will and at nauseam, and it's just not right. You know, we need to get back to the gold standard. Our dollars are monopoly money. Right, right, it's right. It's not based on anything. Exactly. And, um, I think I heard in something um, where about 50 years ago is when they got off of the gold standard. Right, so right around right. the time I was born, yeah. they got off of the gold standard and we need to get back to that because our dollars have value, Right. but what is the value? Right, right, right. If we had the gold standard, we wouldn't know. Well, we, well it seems like we, we might as well move back to using our own oil or something because the gold, like you were talking about the gold standard, uh, I believe it was France saying, hey, we want our money, we're pulling out, we want it all in gold. Yeah. And later we seen kind of the same thing happening with uh, before he uh, was killed, uh, Gaddafi. Yes. The same thing. He was talking about the same. Mm -hmm. But it makes sense. And now it's coming to that's more of people's conversation on, on America is, mm -hmm. hey, they're just printing money. It doesn't have any value. But we have all this value here. Mm -hmm. So like you say, we have to make it make sense. Yes. Yeah. It has value because we say it has value. <laughs> right. But does it really? Right. You right. know, the more money that they print, the inflation goes higher right. and we're putting a band-aid on a ravine and mm. it's not working anymore right. and everybody sees it mm -hmm. that's the thing it's like everybody sees it we all know right right stop hiding mm -hmm. stop doing the dance right, as right. I like to call it you're doing the political tap dance and let's just get down to the real issues and fix this because we can we have the mm. ability to we have the freedom to we were given a constitution right right given you know, blood, sweat, and tears. Right. You know, from our forefathers, we need to protect it. And, and, and you know, uh, just thinking about certain things that the government is doing, and, and, and talking about the people, like one of the biggest gripes I have right now is the excessive money that's being spent in Ukraine, and Russia, and you know, on the ground level, I understand it's like, hey, you know, it's wrong for them to invade or whatever. But on the other side, I'm like, hey, Ukraine's not 
a, a, a part of the UN. They don't want to be in, or the EU or whatever. And uh, at that point, if they don't want to be a part of what's going on, why should we spend all our funds and throw all our resources over there trying to protect them and interfere? It just it blows my mind when we're, when there are things, other things here that they could dump a billion dollars into. Yes, the the it needs to stop. It's mm. just ridiculous. Mm. But the other day, it's like, oh, we're sending another 800 million. I'm like, bro, <laughs> why? We've got people that can't get to work. Right, right. And you just sent what? Right. To somebody? What? Ain't no sense. Stop it. Mm -hmm. The faucet needs to go off because we've actually been sending money to Ukraine since like 2011. Wow. We've been sending a lot of money over there. Wow. A lot longer than people know. Look it up. Yeah. It's bad. And we're constantly sending money. Are we buying? Are we paying for influence? Mm. Are we, who, why are we funding a proxy war? Because mm. it's not a war. As long as it's a proxy war, right. Congress does not have to sign off on it, and our president can do this ad nauseum and at will. Mm. That's a problem. Whoa. Congress knows it's a problem. Yeah. Everybody knows it's a problem. Now, what are you going to do to fix it? I'm not in the White House yet. Right. Now, if I was in there, no. Right, I right. Want, I want my money back. I want every check you got. I want it back. I want it back in American people's pocket. Whatever you didn't spend, we're getting it back. Right, right. Ukraine, you know, we go be there for y'all. Right. We ain't sending them money. Right. We we can't afford it as a country right, anymore. Right, right, right. We right. cannot afford it. And, you know, it's one of those things, it's like the Nigerian scheme. <laughs> right, they just send me $84 million, my uncle got the you're money. you're in it and you're like, but if we just send a little bit more, it'll get better. <laughs> no, it's never going to get better. Just, just take stop it. it. Right, right. End it now. Right. End it now. We know it needs to stop. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Man, Mrs. Nichols, you got so much. You got so much passion for the people and and what's going on and a, a wealth of information. Um, I'm just really happy that you came on this platform. first. I'm, I'm really, really excited. Um, before we go, gotta let the people know how can they keep up with your campaign. How can they get in touch with you? Um, where can they learn what your campaign is about? Okay. Well, my website is www.nichols the number four president.org. You can reach me at Hashaki, A-S-H-A-K-I dot Nichols, N-I-C-H-O-L-S, at Nichols. I'm sorry, it's actually A-S-H-A-K-I at Nichols, number four, president dot org. I changed my email address. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Gab, and Getter. Hey, you see time ticking away. It's early, but 2023 is coming fast. Make sure you walk, watch out for uh, Shaq. Mrs. Nichols is on the way. 2024, so happy you came. Now I'm just a little toxic. And uh, anytime you want to come, make sure you come on through, definitely. Hey, I'm just a little toxic podcast. I'm your host, Callie Cold. And that was my conversation with Mrs. Nichols, a.k.a. the president, 2024. At Eagles Landing Diabetes and Endocrinology, our business is your health. Dr. Ronald S. Watts and his staff are dedicated to the pillars of quality health, such as equity, effectiveness, efficiency, integration, safety, 
timeliness, and people-centeredness. Eagles Landing Diabetes and Endocrinology specializes in the evaluation and treatment of diabetes and endocrine disorders, thyroid, neck and parathyroid gland ultrasound examinations, and vascular examination for peripheral artery disease are just some of the services that Dr. Ronald S. Watts and his staff provide. Looking for treatment? We are currently accepting new patients. Eagles Landing Diabetes and Endocrinology accepts all major insurance. Give us a call at 770-389-9494 or visit us at 550 Eagles Landing Parkway, Suite 110, Stockbridge, Georgia. Eagles Landing Diabetes and Endocrinology. Our business is your health. Visit us at eldiabetes.org. 